C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with... My name is Casey Starting Hale. over. Welcome to Ken and... Oh my God, Ken and McEnroe. Are you okay? Welcome to the Ken and McEnroe Show. Oh my gosh, I should not have Where? done that. Okay, here I go. All right. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Ken and McEnroe, and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer. We're totally keeping all that. Oh, no, no, we can't. We the can't. Ken and McEnroe Show. Yeah, it's Taking over. Yeah, I, I must be a very low blood pressure today and electrolyte deficient or something's going on. Uh-huh. Uh, but today's show, oh, I forgot to introduce Will. Yeah. Will. What else you want to forget uh, today? Will, hottie patati Schmidt. Will doesn't get introduced on the Ken and McEnroe Show. No, it's just <laughs> the Ken Show. Don't worry yeah. about... I think I might have forgotten cannabis. deodorant and underwear today. Well, it doesn't too. matter because it's your show. You can do what you yeah, want. That's right. right. Nobody You're can in charge. smell me. Nobody can smell me. Today is another Ask Tony Day. Ask. Ask. What is wrong with your she, pronunciation? It's, oh my it's the Kenna Show. She wow. can butcher any word she wants. Ah, Continue. I do what I want. Overruled. This is going to be a biatch to transcribe. Okay. I'll just start punching. I'll just start punching in random. Letters on a keyboard. Yeah, anyways, it's episode 102 today. Yeah, yeah. That's but you know doing. what? If you're getting iTunes, you may be confused because they always put the brand new episode first. At so the top, you have I mean, to search in the title for the episode. Yeah, number. we put the numbers in the title so yeah. you can find them. iTunes is trying to trick you. Yeah. So you can go and try to learn about constipation, but you end up learning about uh, the constipation. It's yeah. just, it's very and upsetting. And then you're upset. Uh, so have if you haven't, oh my gosh, it keeps going, it keeps going, y'all. If you haven't liked us yet on Facebook, go to Kick It In The Nuts. That's where we post all of our show topics. You guys can ask any questions or you can pitch a show you want us to do. Uh, how about like speaking correctly? Yeah, we could that do a show a on show. that. And we'll, yeah. we'll have you start it yeah. off. Public speaking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we were just talking about speaking backwards. <laughs> oh, right. So that's what did it. It confused so me. So I used to talk backwards in middle school. Me and my friends, like, we figured, oh, if we did this, maybe people won't know what we're saying. And we got kind of good at it. Um, but then people didn't like us anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do pig Latin. And then when I was little, I would stand out in front of my house on a rock with a tennis racket. And I would, like, sing, acting like I was playing a guitar. But I would make up different languages. I thought that they were real, but uh-huh. they were just made up. Did, you talked with those and with the voices. I would sing like as cars would go by, and I would just be like, "A cumple canto se." But you spoke. You know, it's always yeah. a Mexican accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spoke those languages with the voices in your head. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I knew what it meant. It would be to uh-huh. like the tune of "Blue by You." Good so stuff. I knew what so, it meant. All, val- all valuable content. Yes, yeah. health stuff. All health right, so stuff. let's do. So we're gonna. What we're gonna do today? I, I kind of wanted to try something because. In the group a lot, some people ask fantastic questions, and then other group members and coaches and stuff kind of chime ask in. Ask crap. They oh. help them out. No, not oh, ask oh. crap. Ask about poop, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but they'll ask questions, and uh, so I wanted I pulled some of those that I kind of wanted to talk about in a little more depth, but I, we changed the names of the person, because this, this wasn't a thing where we're like, hey, what questions do you have? This is just really people asking questions, so I kind of changed the name to keep them more top secret. But then we could, we'll email these people and say, hey, we, we talked about your question a lot on the show. And we but say now, your first and last yeah, name. No, but now your name is Frisky or yeah. whatever we changed it to. So they know what to listen to in the show. All right. So uh, 
let's see. Uh, we gonna just dig right in? Yeah, let's do questions. I'm not right, scared. Let's do it. Will, are you scared? Yeah. No, Will I'm a little spot. worried about Kenna today. I'm worried about me <laughs> I'm not too. Not scared, but I'm worried about me too. Um, okay, so Buttercup. Doing the imbalance guide on my mom to practice. Everything is pretty good except breath rate is 29. I checked it twice to make sure. I'm in the process of looking into it. Has anybody come across a breath rate that high? I told her I think it may mean you're crazy. Yeah, so she might she might be crazy. Yeah. Um, 29 is very high. I, I have seen it a couple times, but it's like, whoa. And usually the person is a little bit nuts. And I think that uh, Buttercup got the idea because I think we've talked on a show before where we're like, yeah, if you got somebody with a breath rate of like 24 or 25, they're usually a little bit nuts. And they're usually nuts because um, they're ripping through their fuel so quickly that they don't have anything left for the brain to function. And so they have a lot of these bipolar bipolar type issues and the crashes where the brain doesn't have anything and they kind of act like a totally different person or uh, do you see that a lot too when their breath rate is super yeah, fast i mean the only person i've seen faster i i was actually brought into a hospital to like talk to this guy about like what could be done because i was really good friends with his daughter and i think his breath rate was like 32 or okay. something and he died a couple days later wow. he had oh. very advanced cancer <laughs> Um, but it was a I th- buttercup. Not that your mom is about to die, <laughs> no, but it's intent. It's definitely something you want to look at because it has a lot to do with um, oxidation rate, but also potentially like some. There could be blood problems. Like they're not effectively like processing out the oxidants. And, yeah, and then there's know. all this stuff in the in the blood. Yeah, you it, know, think about why that breath rate would speed up. It's doing that to try to help remove some of these acids so you know what else could be going causing trouble that might want the body to do that more like someone off in this way like if we were to look at just normal respiration and we think about like okay healthy oxidation and healthy cellular respiration has our body or our blood really take oxygen from the lungs and then it uses that oxygen in combination with carbon dioxide to perform cellular respiration and then we make more carbon dioxide in the process and then we exhale that out so that's good that's like a car engine running it's supposed to happen and when it's happening in a balanced way we see that people generally end up taking around 15 or 16 breaths per minute on average at rest and when it gets much- and the, the nice range that we really like is you know 15 to 18 or 19 that's like a nice good yeah, range right if you're down to 14 you're not horrible when it but when it starts to go below 12 some issues can happen and when you start to go above 19 different issues can happen yeah and when we see like for example a diabetic who's not good at performing cellular respiration and therefore not good at making enough carbon dioxide we'll see slower breath rates or the i've seen as low as four which is slow as i say they're just not making enough co2 so their body retains it more and we see that in sleep apnea and then the flip side of that like if you're looking at it in a kind of simplistic way like a little kid who's very good at oxidizing glucose still like you give them like a, a lollipop or some fun dip or something like that and they start like hyperventilating panting they're really efficient at oxidizing glucose and their their breath rate naturally gets faster as they make more co2 but if it's someone who's like your mom with a breath rate of 30 
I wouldn't think the same thing is happening as like a little kid that you just fed sugar. There might be a degree of like they're burning through sugar faster, but I would think there's probably also some other issues like maybe adrenaline, like super high stress hormones that are stimulating the central nervous system to like hyperventilate, or there's some issue with their kidneys or their blood where they're not properly filtering out acids. But I wouldn't look at it in just like this simple paradigm of like, oh, you're really good at oxidizing glucose. Like, right. Uh, you know, I think there's some other things amiss. Right. And, and a lot of times when someone has a fast breath rate like that, I, I do see that it's very common. So let, we'll just talk about a few of the possible things that could be going on. I do see that it's very common that the person is eating a lot of carbs and starches and maybe because they can't digest protein, they kind of naturally gravitate towards those foods. But as they're processing all of this glucose, and they may be pretty effective at doing that. Maybe their body is great at, at burning carbs. So they're creating all of this CO2, and it's kind of acidifying the bloodstream and raising the breath rate. The, the, the body is trying to exhale more to get rid of more of that CO2 to keep the, the pH of the blood in, in balance. So that's a very common thing that we see. So an individual in this scenario could... If they're eating a lot of carbs and starches, sugars, all that kind of stuff, they could reduce that. They may need to take steps to qualify to do that first. They may need to fix digestion because when you reduce carbs, you're going to increase proteins and fats. And why would that be bad if, if someone can't digest those? If they can't digest it, they're not going to get any energy out of it. And it's just going to actually add toxins to the bloodstream from food that's poorly digested in the system. So you'll get more like lactic acidosis kind of stuff occurring and weird fermented right. products. And, and when it's a fast breath rate like that is basically a compensative function of the body to deal with a burden that is happening. So you don't want to add another burden if there's already clearly something going wrong. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, we also see a lot of people use choline. It is a, a supplement that has the ability to alkalize the bloodstream a little bit and can... Um, kind of you know if there are a lot of acids in the bloodstream it can kind of help balance that out bind to some acids help it be removed from the body that kind of stuff that could bring that breath rate down a little faster than maybe you know trying to cut out all, a lot of carbs if, if that's the problem mm -hmm. for the person but um you know like will was talking about the underlying cause can be any number of issues that's uh kind of throwing the balance of that blood out of whack mm -hmm. and um, if that's happening if some other issue is throwing things out of whack then the body may be trying to compensate and okay at least let's try to get rid of some of this CO2 um, if something else is acidifying the situation sure. so there's don't think that just those two things are going to help but a lot of times starting there is a good place to start to see if you can start putting things in the other direction yeah. any other thoughts that might yeah, I mean, when you look at, like, say, the, the cancer patient that was, like, the father of my friend that I went to see, I would, I would pretty much guarantee you he was not good at oxidizing glucose anymore. Those, like, the cancer cells, they don't do that. They take, they take in a ton of glucose, but they synthesize it with fats and make triglycerides, and then they perform fatty acid oxidation, and that creates all these other, like... And this is not all cancer is going to operate yeah. the same. Don't, don't get us wrong. We, we kind of know that, and sometimes we forget to say it, but, um, but in this case, clearly that was... Yeah, um, and I would look at, like, well, there's other things, like you're saying the body is performing this comp 
compensatory mechanism of excessive or respiration, to, or not excessive, but appropriate respiration to try to balance out the blood pH. There could be other uh, gases that he's off-gassing in addition to carbon dioxide. But overall, like it, it's a strong indication that there is an intense imbalance. The metabolism is intimately connected to that. Blood pH is intimately connected to that. So you'd want to try to look at what other markers of imbalance can I identify? Like, do I have really elevated stress hormones? Like, is my adrenaline off the like chart? Am I in a sympathetic imbalance? That kind of thing. And what might be nice to look at is two things to keep in mind: is if this body is so burdened, um, is there a problem with the body removing waste? And that could either be through bile, and you know maybe the person's constipated; they're not even pooping, or bile is not flowing and waste can't be removed. Or there could be an issue with the kidneys or where the body is sending water. You know, something is not being removed from the body properly and is creating a burden. So those are two things you might want to look at and you can get some indications of by doing the self-test that we teach in our in our digestion and foundational health course mm-hmm. at kickitinthenuts.com. Yeah. So when that's happening, I just want to look for like other evidence to try to help figure out what's really... Uh, the imbalance causing this excessive respiration. Right. So those are some places to kind of start to kind of get an idea of, of what's going on. But you're correct. 29 is very high. Um, if the person does have, you know, mental, emotional type issues, this is a good explanation of what could be contributing to that. But that doesn't mean that the person's going to be nuts. They've just been nuts every time that I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Joey. Looks like I got food poisoning last night at a neighborhood barbecue place and losing lots of liquid. Any concern with taking beet flow and HCL once I can stomach something more than water? Well, your neighbor really screwed you over there, Joey. Mm -hmm. That was uncool. I invite you over for a barbecue. It's a good time. Oops. Rotten meat. Oh, neighborhood barbecue. What did you think it said? I added place because I thought he meant like oh, a restaurant. Oh, place. Oh, no. But a neighborhood barbecue. Okay, yeah. sorry. So there's a few things when you look at some type of food poisoning or invader that has checked in and said, hey, I'm going to hang out here for a little bit. Um, first of all, you know, I'm curious uh, if Joey was using HCL or how his HCL levels are because a lot of times – having a proper HCL function is enough to wipe out any invader that's going to come in to the stomach. They get burned up and fry. Um, So if they got through, in most cases, it'll be an issue of um, maybe there wasn't enough HCL or maybe it's just some kind of ninja varmint. You know, that's totally possible and those varmints are out there. That can be a consideration about, you know, how did I get this? How did this happen? Why do they want to live in there and cause all kinds of havoc? So let's look at a few things that you can do um, once you do have varmints. I like varmints, the word. Once that's in there, though, uh, you know, first Joey's question is, is there a problem taking beet flow and, and HCL if, if that's the issue? And beet flow is not going to have any kind of contradiction in any way with any kind of... Uh, um, extra critter hanging out inside. Um, with HCL, you know, there could be a problem when you feel lousy and you're the hurl master and you're, you're diarrhea captain. A lot of times you don't want to eat much because your body is in this weakened state of it doesn't have fuel because everything just got rejected. 
Um, a lot of resources are going towards fighting this battle and the body doesn't want a lot of resources going towards digesting a steak. So that's why we kind of feel a little nauseous. Maybe we don't feel like having that. Maybe we just feel like eating crackers because crackers digest very easily. And yeah, sure. Um, so that that can be one way to view it. You won't want to use HCL if you're taking you're just eating crackers. That's going to be a problem. But once you can stomach something... Um, HCL is not a problem except if there's especially if it's a, some type of stomach invasion whether it's a bacteria hanging out in your stomach then Will do you want to explain how that could create pressure that could create a reflux issue yeah I mean we talk about this pretty much every episode where bacteria create these alkaline endotoxins or exotoxins rather that then can interact with hydrochloric acid chemically and it's like the old elementary school volcano experiment with this baking soda and vinegar it creates a fizzy bubbly mess that could then make what you are throwing up even more intense because now it has that acid burn to it yeah so you may you may want to you can totally take beet flow throughout it it's going to do nothing but help like trigger bile flow which could help kill some of the pathogens at least wipe out some junk out of the body yeah and help clear out the garbage um but if you are actively like throwing up still, like you're still like really have food poisoning, you might want to wait. That's a good know? thought because right. the HCL could help wipe out some of it. But if you're still hurling, that's going to be a painful hurl. Yeah. Like I would say once you can, like once that kind of just calms down, introduce a little bit again slowly and, and get back on it. And I think it will have a good sterilizing effect. But probably your immune system is going to react to if there is an actual bug in there that's going to help. And sometimes that process takes a few days to a week right. to get in and, and let, So let's talk about a couple things that could speed that up. One, one thing uh, that we talk about a lot is actually Pepto-Bismol. And people are always like, you're going to talk about using an over-counter drug. And it's really, it's just bismuth, uh, which it is a heavy metal. So a person does not want to use a lot of Pepto-Bismol. Um, but we all have bismuth in our body anyways already. Um, so using it... Um, I like to see people use it away from food so it's on an empty stomach because it has the ability to kind of alkalize the stomach just a little bit. Um, but that bismuth can wipe out a lot of bacteria uh, to help speed that process up. Another great one that we talk about is D-limonene or it's a, another product called Heartburn Free. They're both the same thing. Um, and, and that can be effective at wiping out bacteria that if it's in the stomach. Um, but one thing that can really speed up removing a, a food poisoning type issue is activated charcoal and uh, taking decent doses of that but again that's something you need to take away from a meal otherwise it will further alkalize the food while it's in your stomach and you won't be able to digest it and you'll feel bloated and gross and and that won't work out so great mm -hmm. and some other foods if like you're opposed or just want to adjunct like in addition to the Pepto-Bismol um, around meals you can have raw carrot like shredded raw carrot Great. fibers yeah and also cooked mushrooms or cooked bamboo apparently also have like pretty decently strong antimicrobial properties and Swedish bitters oh bitters is a great one yeah that's a really great one um, because it's great at killing bacteria it's a little bit acidifying but not as much as HCL so if you do end up hurling 
it wouldn't be as bad as if you were hurling mm. HCL. So that yeah. might be a good one to and add. And it in. might give you a little buzz if you have enough of it because it's usually yeah. extracted in alcohol. Oh, okay. So it could just help you chill out about the whole situation. Good note. So then um, once you're feeling better, then you take the hose and you spray your neighbor that <laughs> cooked you, that gave you the bad right. food. Because that's, that's a good time. All right, Kate. Fell off the wagon in my weight loss efforts. What's the best way to get back on track? Well, that's Jeez. why this is called the Kenna Show. Oh, Kenna God. knows the answer to this one. Now, if Kenna knew the answer, Kenna would be back on track. No, I do know the answer. It's just doing the steps to get me back on track. So I think that this answer can be kind of an easy answer. And then I think that there could be a lot of other ideas that could kind of help somebody or give somebody ideas. One thing I would say, even though I haven't managed to do this and I'm in a downward spiral right now. Good job. Um, baby steps. Like... You don't let it overwhelm. You don't say, I'm going to do every single thing. I'm going to do my bone broth. I'm going to do my liver pills. I'm going to do every single supplement. I'm cutting out all this, blah, 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 blah. Everything's going tomorrow. I'm starting to work out, but no. Yeah, I'm tired just hearing you say all that stuff. Just focus on one thing. Do that for a couple of days. When you feel like you can add in the next step, like maybe just say, okay, no process or whatever your thing is. No fast food, whatever you think, you know, just make one little rule for yourself. And then give yourself a positive, you know? Yeah, to... and we talk about this a lot in the book, too, where we say, um, just do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that it doesn't really matter what that right thing is. There isn't a, um, you know, we have things that we feel are a priority when someone is going to say, hey, I want to start losing weight now, and it's always been hard for me. We have things that are a priority, you know, digestion, all that kind of stuff, um, seeing what's going on with how carbs are being processed and what needs to happen there there's a lot of priorities but um if someone's off track or they've fallen off the wagon and they're just trying to make things happen just do whatever you think you can that's something that's right just do that so that you have something to build on so that next it's like eating real food just eating real food then do that. So it may just be the next meal. Like yeah. instead of having a bucket of pizza, maybe I eat a meal. It's, they sell it in buckets now? Yeah, you can, oh, you can, I didn't know Kentucky that. Kentucky Fried Chicken is uh, starting to sell pizza. Well, they're, so they're doing pizza a, chicken. a bucket, bucket of pizza. Pizza fried chicken. Um, we made that up. Uh, but anyways, so it doesn't have to be, okay, next week I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start doing it. No, just do something that's right. And know that that thing that you're doing that's right, it counts. Mm-hmm. Like it, it counts. Yeah, and if you're like me and it, it's eight years going on of changing your life and you still have the mentality, well, I've already screwed up. Might as well I'll screw, screw up the rest up of the, the week. Ne- yeah, and then, then it turns into three months since your sister visited and you're still <laughs> screwing up. Uh, just say, okay, this next bite does matter. Like one bite matters. Yeah. Just say no. Just put carrots in your mouth or, or vegetables in your mouth instead of whatever it is this next meal matters right you know? so and then i think the the big goal to have when you're doing just the next right thing is to try to just start putting them back to back as much as you can it doesn't have to be everything but if you can put enough things right to see something improve it doesn't have to be everything you don't have to see 10 pounds fall off but if anything improves for a lot of people that can be motivation of hey i like that i like seeing something yeah. improve what else what else could i do that can make other things improve i'm gonna i'm gonna look at that today i'm gonna yeah. add something else 
And today my thing's going to be no more alcohol. That's a great that's, thing. That's the one thing. Just no more alcohol. I'm not even thinking about the food right now. Like, if I can make a great choice, yes, but just no more alcohol. Let's get that going for a while and, you know, see where I can go from there. <laughs> Everybody's looking. Is this an intervention? <laughs> uh, was I invited here to... Uh-huh, I'm going to even, rehab now. Here they come with a the straight jacket. Yeah. So these gentlemen will help you out. Yeah, yeah. They'll carry your And thing. by the way, your breath rate is 33. <laughs> um, I guess I would say to Kate, like, to try to look at... What specifically made her fall off the wagon or makes her think she's off the wagon? Kill your sister? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe she's still doing a lot of things right. You know, she could. That's a great point. You know, she could still have like changed her diet a ton and forgot how much, how far she's come. It's like, in reality, you just had a birthday, you know, and you're still like having like the base of your meals are really good. So maybe give yourself a little more credit and be easier on yourself. Or maybe there was something that shifted in your life that threw you out of your patterns that were working for you like maybe you got a new job and you don't have like the time you, you haven't set up the time yet to make your meals to take with you or your commute change you started doing stand-up right you know yeah so but i would say look at those were there external things that kind of just broke patterns that were working for you and then try to see like what uh, you can do to now work with that new setup you know and what i see also a lot of times with people is that they when they start with what we do they start a lot of new things and they're fixing a lot of things that are going wrong i mean most people that come to us have never heard that oh you should use sea salt you know oh the amount of mineral that you have in your body matters oh the your ability to digest what you're eating really counts and they kind of feel like oh well i already did that so I fixed that problem so I don't need to keep doing it. They, they feel better, they stop taking all those steps, and then they go out to a party one night and eat a bunch of bad food, and the body's like, oh, I remember this stuff, let's have more of this stuff, so the cravings come on really strong. And they start to go down that pathway, forgetting to do all the things that help them get out of that in the first place. And it's like amnesia. It really is easy to forget. Maybe it's the sugar that clouds your mind or something, (laughs) but it becomes like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Even though you've heard five gajillion times and you know you know what to do, it's you still get to that place every time. Right. So as as much as um, as much as it helped the first time to, to help you. Uh, not need all that junk food or for those cravings to not be in control of you um, those steps can help again so sometimes it's a matter of okay let's look back and what worked for me and let's see if I can get back to doing those steps and and then the things can become a lot easier if you're just kind of still trying to fight against your body even though you know all the stuff that worked before that doesn't mean you get to leave them out now you still got to do the steps that that make it easier but once you can do that and get something to build on then I think it's easier to stay excited to stay motivated um, to want to do you know look at what else can I do this is really fun I like this mm-hmm. I'd say like the last thing on that would be uh, have you ever read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl I, long ago really good book he's a concentration camp survivor uh-huh. right right he might have survived too I don't know I could be wrong but his whole thing, this practice uh, or discipline called logotherapy that he developed, the core central 
aspect of it was that if you can find a why, you can endure almost any how. Right. So if you're if you can reattach or re like invigorate your emotional connection to why you want to lose weight, it can help you like get through like all of the setbacks and distractions. So whatever you need to do, whether it's affirmations or like little vision boards, or reminders, or like setting goals uh, that make you feel enthusiastic about the process that can also help you get back on the wagon and think about what you might gain from it you know this was probably an originally a goal for kate and there was some there was a reason that she wanted it to happen so if you can focus on what you what the result is going to be once you get to where you want then that can be easier to do and it's different for everybody because like me like what made me first meet tony and do all that was like the health I was having health issues. I was really scared. Like, because wait for me, this might be a huge thing for other people, but I can always wait till Monday. Uh You know, it's not going anywhere. I have this weekend. I'll start Monday. But if I think I'm dying, like I have heart palpitate or, you know, whatever, I'm going to die. That scares the crap out of me. So if you can make it be like, that's That's true about finding the why and make it be really important to you. And I think the longer you go and the longer you have your mess ups or you get on a plateau or just, you know, if it's a lifelong thing, you just, you can't stay motivated at a 10 all the time. It's just physically impossible. You're going to have dips. But when you have those dips to go back to, like like Will said, find the why. What is the why and what keeps you coming? That's great because, you know, I think that it didn't take a long, it didn't take long for us to start seeing major improvements with a lot of your health issues when, when yeah. we first started. And now, even when you're off track, it's a whole different story than when you were originally yes, off track. Yes, but it's amazing how fast weight can come on. You know, there's something right. going on with me. But, so. but at the same time, you usually have to be off track and significantly off track for those health issues to start coming back. And when they do, you usually turn it around real quick. Yeah. Like those are really great motiv- motivators for you because when you get to the level where things are wrong enough that, oh, my back is starting to be ruined every day. I'm getting uh, there. Yeah, you know, that. that's yeah. when... That is a good motivation. So that's a good point that for every person, finding what that motivation is for them could really be a, a thing that makes everything easier. Yeah. But it's all like, you know the steps to take. You just have to do them. I mean, it's not a magic thing. Like, oh, I figured it out now. Now it's done. No. You still have to do it. And like you said, you still get those cravings once you allow that sugar back in. And you still, and you always say, it's just easier for you just to stay on. All this effort of just getting back, all the effort you spend, and it's true. So Yeah, once you get past those first eight days of eliminating that junk, it does get a lot easier. It's when your body still can remember, hey, I can use that processed sugar really quick and easy. Why don't you just give me that? Because all this other stuff can be complicated. So getting past those eight days can be hard. But mm-hmm. I will say that, Kate, you got this. You got All that. right. Yeah. I uh, hope Kate believes you. Yeah, so do I. Um, if you learn, if you'd <laughs> like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's course for coaches. Registration for this course only opens to the public for about a week at a time, so be sure to register for the coach newsletter so you'll be notified when the next registration opens. Something's going on weird with my voice. It is. Sound you'll alien. find more info at healthprocourse.com. Yeah, so Kenna's going to, I think we're done. And uh, Kenna's going to sing us out with a non-language <laughs> song. 
Uh, let's see. What's the non-language song? Oh, but I didn't tell about the other stuff. Oh, okay. Free to, I'll, I'll, I'll go out with a non-language song after I tell you this, too. <laughs> um, so if you want to learn about more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com or head on over to Will Schmidt's mybodyofknowledge.net. He's got a lot of great stuff on there, exercises, blogs, articles, all that jazz. La fila sol inchanto fisa Mi coloco vidada Great, thanks, Kenan. <laughs> Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside. <laughs>